You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Well, welcome back. And welcome in, MLB.com Extras, the Milwaukee Brewers edition. I'm Dave Raymond with Adam McCalvey. A week before the winter meetings, Adam, your favorite week of the year. Uh, give us a little preview. What, you know, what are fans to be expecting next week in Nashville? Well, I filed my winter meetings preview, and what I wrote is that I don't think David Stearns is going to set up shop like Roland Heeman did at the 75 winter meeting with an open for business sign. But, I mean, that's sort of the attitude he's taking into this. I think the Brewers are they're going full-blown rebuild, and I think he indicated that when he traded Francisco Rodriguez of the Tigers for prospects and talked over and over about their overall strategy is to uh, get young, controllable talent. I mean, that sounds like Houston, that sounds like Chicago, and, and those uh, big, full-blown rebuilding projects that happened before this. Uh, I, I think that's the direction they're going, and um, David Stearns and the Brewers feel like they still have valuable major league pieces to move. I, you know, I think it, it, it starts with Adam Lind, who's got a year left, a left-handed bat, 20 homers, uh, Gene Segura, their shortstop, and then you keep going down the list. How far is he willing to go? You, you can talk about their catcher, Jonathan Lucroy, Ryan Braun, if someone's willing to take on that salary, Chris Davis, their power-hitting left fielder. I, I mean, there are a, a lot of different ways that, that – David Stearns could go if he is willing to really commit to a, a couple of year long process. Um, and, and again, he told me, and he feels like they still have valuable pieces. Okay, all right. So that's that, that, let, let's take the competitive um, piece out of this for a moment for for, for Brewers fans. Yeah, I mean, if you have somebody uh, a to be traded who you can get some some months out of. And then trade them near the trade deadline. That can be, you know, that can be a good route to go. Is there a, in terms of what you might get back for a player, it, will they be able to get as much at the winter meetings as they would be able to get sometime midsummer? Well, you figure you should be able to get more at the winter meetings, and I think that's why there's so much action at this time of year. That if teams have a piece that they're willing to part with. Um, you figure you can get more for a full season than you can get for a half season. And, you know, that would be the case for a guy like Adam Lind who's only got one year left on his deal. Um, and, and the Brewers looked at offers for him in July of last year. Remember, the Cardinals were one of the clubs that looked at Adam Lind after Matt Adams went down. The Brewers didn't like the offers they got, so they hung on to him. Well, I think now the likelihood is much higher that he gets moved. I, I think – the, the strong expectation at Miller Park is that Adam Lynn is not on this team on opening day. Um, other players, though, are a little more complicated. You know, you're talking about take Gene Segura, their shortstop. Um, you know, on one hand, he's just entering his arbitration year, so the Brewers have three more years of control with him. Um, you know, uh, but also they have tons of shortstop prospects, including their top prospect, Orlando Arcia. So, you know, they don't have to trade him at these winter meetings, but you're talking about three full years of control. A club might be interested in something like that. And I know the defensive metrics don't love what Segura does, but, but he's a guy who the eyeball test, 
I, I think you know he's a, he's a good defensive shortstop. So I think there's some value there, and, and he he's a guy that you know the Brewers will I, I think definitely look at at moving. So it's you know it's, with many of their guys because they're not they they're a team very short on pending free agents. There's not a necessity to make moves right now, but if you're a GM and you're trying to orchestrate this this rebuild, you know you have control of it right now in terms of the type of players you get back. If you can get a big group of talented players and sort of map out a plan for when you think they're going to come up to the big league, that's a little more ideal than making trades piecemeal over the next two or three years. I think there's some there, there's a case to be made that David Stern's making more trades now and really bunch these together will be a good move for the organization in terms of being able to sort of plan out the next couple of seasons. Well, and he knows the blueprint. He's, he's seen it uh, firsthand in, in, in Houston. Now, I don't know, when you're so deep into the team you're covering, how close you necessarily pay attention to what other teams in the division may be doing or their philosophies. But when I look at Milwaukee and I look at Cincinnati, I see two teams in a rebuild position right now, and it seems as if the Brewers have been more vocal about the fact that, no, they're in a full-blown rebuild. They're ready to you know, start shedding some of these uh, older players, get younger, get more controllable for the future. The Reds, I, do you get the sense that, that they're basically in the same boat, or, or do you even bother yourself with, with comparing those types of things? Well, I mean, I, they're in the same boat, except for the fact that if you look at what the Brewers did during the season, they traded a lot of position players. You know, Carlos Gomez, Gerardo Parra, Aramis Ramirez were probably the biggest players that they dealt. The Reds went the other route and traded a bunch of pitchers, you know, Cueto, starting with Cueto and Leak, and uh, from there. So they, they've gone about this a little differently, and now the Reds, I think, still have a lot of hitters that are going to be of interest to other teams, probably some higher-profile names. You know, those come attached with larger salaries, and the trades may be a little more complicated. I think what David Stearns has going for him is that the pieces that he could move would be attractive to other teams from a payroll perspective. I mean, they don't, the Brewers don't have any Jay Bruces to move, but they do have players who, you know, again, uh, I keep mentioning Segura because he's just, he makes so much sense uh, in terms of a guy that you could move. This is a, a, a shortstop, a good shortstop, who has three years of club control remaining. Um, if a team thinks that there's a, a ceiling there offensively, in, in other words, that they can make him a better offensive player in the, over the next three years, I think there's an impetus to make a deal for a guy like that. And you don't necessarily have to take on the kind of salary that uh, other teams are, are looking to move uh, with their players. Um, so, you know, there's the Brewers don't have these, you know, they, they don't have any Shelby Millers to trade. They're not going to make the blockbuster trade, most likely that some of these other clubs look a little more poised to do. But um, they've, they've got guys with some value and, you know, again, David Stearns, his, his, mode, his modus operandi has been get young, controllable players. It doesn't matter what position they play. They're stocked up. They've been stocking up on middle infielders, and Stearns says, that's no problem. Just get a bunch of good players, and you make your moves for the future from there. You know, okay. Uh, Ryan Braun, uh, you know, is, would be a challenge that way. Uh, I, it, it looked like he was back in town doing a little Thanksgiving uh you know, charitable work is what? What's his status with with his with his back? 
Well, he had this surgery right after the season to relieve a bulging disc, and the thought was that it would be about a, you know, down a month, and then he could have a normal off season. I think the rehab is proving a little more complicated than that and a little longer term than that, but his hope is still that he'll be ready to go by spring training. He is a player who doesn't like to do a lot in the off season in terms of swinging the bat anyway. He typically doesn't swing a bat until January where other players are sort of hitting all winter. Um, so he has that going for him. But, you know, look, it's, it's notable, I think, that this is uh, proving a little bit a little bit more significant of surgery than they originally thought. Um, and we'll see whether that does impact what he's able to do next season. And, as, you know, as far as moving him, you said, that's complicated. It's, he's going into a $105 million extension over the next five years. And then there are public relations implications, obviously, for a team to take on a player that's been through what he's been through. So it's, you know, I, I, he looks like one of those guys is going to be around. And he said there's, there's an importance as you're even as you're going into rebuild. If you go, if you go big, so to speak, on the rebuild, you still do need a, a couple of veteran type players there to sort of lead the way. And it looks like Ryan Braun is going to be one of those guys for the Brewers. Right. Um, as you, you know, get in the middle of this with David Stearns, as the fans become more and more familiar and accepting of, of the immediate future of this team, do you get the sense that they embrace the rebuild, or is the fan base uh, lukewarm to this idea? Well, it's probably mixed. You know, the casual fan that goes to a couple of games and wants to see the team win, this is going to be painful. I think the, the those fans who are really paying attention – and watching around baseball, those other teams, you know, where David Stearns just came from Houston. They're enjoying now uh, what looks to be a, a period where they look like they're going to be good for a while. You know, that's going to be fun in Houston, but it took some painful years to get there. I, I think that the, the fans who are really paying attention, probably the ones who are going to, you know, download and listen to this podcast, are the ones who understand what's happening, the reason behind it, and they're going to be behind, they're, they're going to, you know, get behind the team. Uh, but look, that's that's not all of your fan base. There's a huge percentage of people who are just the casual fans, and they want to come out and see your team win. And I think there still needs to be some communication uh, about, you know, here's what we're doing and why we're doing it. And and that's happened in bits and pieces. But I think it's going to be an ongoing process for this new uh, rebuilt front office and, and Mark Atanasio, the, the longtime owner of this team, because, Really, it's, it's been a decade since the Brewers went through something like this. They, they haven't competed every year, but they've gone to spring training for the last 10 years with at least the hope of, of competing for a postseason spot. It's been, it's been quite a while, if you look at it, since they really came to spring training and were just focused on getting better. And that's where they're going to be this coming season. It's a definite change, um, and I, I think the – you know, I think they have uh, people who've been through it before in that front office who know that there is an importance and a value in communicating to your fans, especially the casual fans who make up a bulk of your business. You know, here's what we're doing. Here's the model we're following. And we think this is going to be good for us in the long term. Yeah, well, that's, uh, that is the reality. And, and it is clearly the way we see so many teams going these days. And it works. I mean, the, the rebuilds. Seem to be working. So, uh, well, here's hoping that uh, those fans who have downloaded this and are invested in that way are on board with what's going on and enjoy 
uh, a little bit of the process as well. I look forward to seeing you next week in, in Nashville, and we'll we'll see. Maybe maybe there'll be a, a handful of deals done by the time we sit down. Well, Dave, I look forward to you buying me a fifteen dollar beer at the Opryland. <laughs> done. <laughs> All right. There goes, <laughs> there goes Adam McCalvey counting his money, and this is another edition. MLB.com extras, the Milwaukee Brewers edition. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.